The title of today's podcast is, If Only I Would Have Jumped. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. Today's verse is Matthew 14, 19. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. You know, when we were in college, Cindy and I uh, went to this place called Wakulla Springs that had a 40-foot tower that you could jump off of. And we were with a group of uh, mostly young men um, on this trip that we were on. And we all climbed up to the top of this tower and we're all standing there and we're all like, oh, you're going to go first. No, I'm going to go first. Are you going to go? And and there's some fear involved because it's pretty high and the water was crystal clear. So when you look down, you could not really see the water, but you could see the bottom. And so it was really intimidating. And so we're all standing up there, these, you know, football player jocks and all these guys. And all of a sudden, my wife just runs and jumps off. And she was the first one. And it was like after she went, everybody had to go. And I talked to her later, and she was like, I wasn't going to let fear get in the way. I decided that I'm going to count to three, and I was going to jump. And she did. And immediately, it just broke everything open. You know, I think we've all had situations in life where we look back and thought, Boy, I wish I would have done that. And at the time, something was holding us back. But now looking back, we regret that we didn't take the opportunity that was before us. You're familiar with the story of Peter walking on water. We know from the story that he was the only one who got out of the boat and actually walked on the water with Jesus. In this podcast, I don't really want to focus on Peter. I want to talk about the other guys who were in the boat. All of this is just my speculation, not actually backed up by Scripture, but I have to imagine that the other 11 guys in the boat had to be saying to themselves, man, I wish I would have jumped into the water and walked with Jesus. They watched from the safety and security of their dry, comfortable, risk-free boat as Peter walked on the water for a while, sank into the tempest because he took his eyes off of Jesus. And then as Peter experienced an intimacy with Jesus that could only come while being rescued and walking on the water, they had to have experienced some of the, oh man, if only I would have done that. I'm taking some of the following uh, that I'm going to read from an article titled, The Nine Most Common Regrets People Have at the End of Life. The focus of my podcast today is to encourage all of us to live life to the fullest so that we don't have to live with regrets. So the nine regrets are by a lady named Grace Bullrock, and she discovered talking to people who were nearing the end of their lives. And I'm going to read the nine, and then I want to talk about a few. So the, the regrets are, I wish I had spent more time loving the people who mattered most to me. I wish I'd been a better spouse and a parent. I wish I'd not spent so much time working. I wish I'd taken more risks. I wish I'd enjoyed life more. 
I wish I had lived my dream. I wished I'd taken better care of myself. I wished I'd done more for others. I wished I had lived life with a purpose. And I wished I'd bought that motorcycle when I was younger. Oh, wait a minute. That wasn't one of them. I added that one about the motorcycle. Sorry. From this list, I want to focus on three of the regrets that we can do something about while we're still in this life. They are, I wish I'd taken more risks. I wish I'd lived my dream. And I wish I'd lived life with purpose. Most people live life within the confines of safety and security. Most of us are really afraid of taking risks. When something's uncertain, the easiest thing to do is to play it safe. And that's the way most of us live life. But the great men and the great women of faith are the ones who are willing to take risks. The founder of the Vineyard Movement, John Wimber, says that faith is spelled R-I-S-K. The problem with taking risk is not in the failing, but in the fear that keeps us from taking risks. Because really, what's wrong with failing anyways? I love the quote by Theodore Roosevelt from The Man in the Arena. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, who spent himself in a worthy cause. If he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. I would rather fail while daring greatly. And who knows, in the risk, you might actually just succeed. You know, years ago, Cindy and I held an issue-focused activation, I think it was in 2012, along with our good friend Pauline Ezel here in Nashville, Tennessee. We only had 10 people signed up for the activation, so we seriously considered canceling due to the low numbers and really, to be honest, the lack of finances that were going to be involved. But after praying about it, we felt like God was saying, trust me and take a risk. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. We went ahead with the seminar, and one of the people in attendance was Rock Hobbs, who has trained more RTF ministers than anyone else in the country. So you never know what God has planned. And when you step out and take a risk and say yes to him, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what he's got in mind for you. The second regret I want to focus on is, I wish I'd lived my dream. All right, true confessions. All of my life, I have dreamt of being a race car driver. (laughs) Really spiritual, rightly. Well, the reason I never pursued my dream was due to the lack of money needed to succeed in racing and really the fear of failure. The major thing that held me back was fear. I, you know, I know that if God was the one who placed that desire in my heart, he'd provide the money needed. So it was the fear that stopped me from pursuing that dream. What's your dream? Deep down in your heart, what is something that you want to do before you leave this life? It may be some ministry related. It might be traveling to the place that you've dreamt about all of your life. It might be creating a platform in life so others around you can go beyond where you've gone. Whatever your dream is, find out what is in the way so that you can begin to fulfill that dream. Don't live with regrets. You know, by the way, I have discovered that at 65 years of age, 
I still enjoy taking my motorcycle to the racetrack for what we call track days, where I can rent time on the racetrack and ride as fast as I want. I get my racing fix without all the expense of actually racing. The third regret I want to focus on today is the last one. I wish I'd lived my life with a purpose. Many of us as believers in Jesus know we have a purpose here on this earth. However, I get concerned as we get older. It's easy for us to believe that our purpose has passed us by, that it's now time for the younger ones to take over. Now, for some things, I believe this is true, but not for everything. As we get older, hopefully we gain wisdom. The younger ones have the zeal, but we have the wisdom. You know, 1 John chapter 2 talks about young men and older men, and it says the young men have the zeal because they are going to overcome the evil one. But it says to the fathers, to the mature ones, I write to you because you have known him who is from the beginning. Our role in the life of the church changes, but it does not stop. The body of Christ needs what we carry now more than ever. So I want to encourage some of you hearing this to examine what's holding you back. I can hear some saying, well, I'm not able to do ministry like I used to do, or I don't have anyone coming to to me for ministry. I don't get any ministry receivers. Well, let me encourage you with a story. Our friend, James Gall, is known around the world as a prophet, and he's an incredible Bible teacher. He traveled thousands of miles literally around the world for many years. When COVID hit, like everyone else, James had to stop traveling. But instead of just sitting around and doing nothing, James took to the internet. He began to develop online teaching classes. He also began doing online mentoring where he met with groups of people on a weekly basis. James is touching almost as many lives now as he did all those years while he's traveling. But now, instead of him going to them, they come to him through the internet. It's a lot easier that way. Why am I telling you this story? There are many ways for us to be effective in the kingdom of God. For some of us, it might be a stretch to learn how to do internet ministry and teaching. When we encounter those places in our lives that are holding us back from risking, RTF is the best tool I know of to help us find freedom. So what do you do? You start by looking at the generational curses that are standing in the way of your freedom. Some very typical SOFCs, as we call them, sins of the fathers and resulting curses, are things like fear. You know, if you were raised in a, in a place where you were told to be careful all the time, or when you hear something and your uh, a thought come to your mind, it's always, oh, be careful, or don't do that, or this might not work, or... That's a generational, could be a generational thing of fear. Unworthiness is a big thing that comes in and says, who are you to do anything? Or shame is another one. Or really, even orphan lifestyle, that I can't uh, help anybody else. I'm on my own. What you can do is walk yourself through RTF ministry to break off the pressure that comes from these generational curses. You know, in the second area, that we deal with in RTF are the lies that you're believing about yourself, about God, or about other people. Let me just give you a few examples. And I don't know what, obviously, what you're believing, but these could be going on and it might trigger some thoughts. Um, 
It could be things like, oh, I'm too old to learn this new technology. That's not true. It might be harder, but you're not too old to do it. Um, no one wants to hear what I have to say. That, again, is absolutely not true. In our church, um, we're in a church where most of the people are 40 and under, and they love the fact that we go there, that Cindy and I are you know, 65. They love us because we bring so much to the table that that young group of people needs to hear. You might be thinking things like, ah, there's other people that are much better than me who can do this. No, there's only one you. And God wants to express his life through you in a very unique and special way. How about, what if no one wants my help? What if I, what if I try this and no one wants my help? Or, what do I really have to offer? I don't have anything to offer these younger people. Yes, you do. Or, I've heard this one kind of recently, and I'm fighting it, is, you know, this is a young man's game. <laughs> Get off, you demon of lying to me. We're not too old. Age is just a frame of mind right now that we can walk through and be continue to be very effective in the kingdom of God. And the last one's an obvious one. What if I try and fail? Yeah, but what if you try and succeed? What if you fail greatly, as Roosevelt said? That's the way we want to go. How about lies about God? I mean, there might be many that you have. Um, one of the typical ones that people hear often is, well, you know, I tried something before and it didn't work, so God let me down before, he might do it again. Again, break that lie. See what God wants to say to you right now so that you can walk in the freedom of trying new things, of taking risks. Um, what are some lies about other people? You know, they don't want to listen to me. They don't want to know what I have to say. Younger people don't care about what I, what us older people have to say. Again, fight those lies. Go to Father God, see what he has to say so that you can walk in the freedom that he has for you. And then once you've broken the lies and heard what God has to say to you, ask God if there are any wounds that need to be healed in the area of risk. You might discover that you've tried things and gotten wounded because it didn't work. Get that wound healed and see what God does with that. The freedom that comes as our hearts are healed is just amazing to, to really allow us to go and try new things. So get your, get your wounds healed. And then once you get all those the, the lies and the, the generational pressure and the wounds healed, then you're ready to get rid of the demonic influence that might be holding you back. You just stand in the, in the authority that you have as a child of God, and you tell them to leave. And you know what? They have to do what you tell them to do. Friends, don't live with regrets. Don't be like the other guys in the boat, looking at Peter walking on the water, and wish you would have jumped out with him. Now, to walk on the water, you have to take some risks. But you know, to walk in faith, you have to take some risks. Remember, Wimber says, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Father God, thank you that you meet us in our place of need. You take us from where we're at and lead us uh, farther and farther into the kingdom of God.
So Lord, I just ask right now for each one that's listening that you will prompt them um, to discover any areas where they're being held back because of fear, uh, because of uh, shame, because of orphan lifestyle, because of anything that's holding them back, unworthiness. Lord, reveal that so that they can deal with that and walk in the freedom that you've given them so that they can take risks without fear of failure, that they can walk in faith and follow you. And that, Lord, I don't care what age we are. I don't care what station in life we are. We're not done. You are not done with us. You have purposes and plans for each and every one of us, whether we're 20 years old or 80 years old. Father, come, speak to us as, as um, believers in Jesus, as people that know RTF, Lord. Speak to us and set us free so that we can go and do the things that God wants us to do. In Jesus' name. And as my wife likes to do, she likes declarations. My declaration today is, I will jump out of the boat. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.